the hood of the silver screen. We're live again. And the drought continues in Hollywood. The drought continues in Hollywood as we subject ourselves to B movies. B. And even this C is movies. D movie, I've seen C movies. I've seen like, D I never, movies. I, 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 I've actually, I haven't seen that, but I've seen, seen a C I've seen, or a D I've movie. I've seen previews of I D movies. I actually have seen, during this but, drought, wow. C and D movies. We're that thirsty. Yeah. And, you, and, you, and you made it through. <laughs> yes, and then when I'm like, well, when I see sad. a B movie, I'm like, this is a good movie, man. This is a great I movie. I know, we're scraping Holy the bottle of the barrel here. Great. We're scraping the bottle of the barrel. That's why we have this segment called The Good and the Bad and the Ugly, where we bring uh, everyone brings something to the table to talk about. Dove, what do you got for us this month? Um, you know, I was going to say, I was going to switch something up, Joey, but I'm going to keep saving for next time. Do you think? For next time. Um, so I went and went on this kind of Disney Pixar binge oh, and, cool. and I realized I had not seen cause soul just came out. Yeah. Yeah. And I For realized free. streaming. Yep. And I have Disney plus and I realized I hadn't seen, obviously I hadn't seen soul. I never watched big hero six. Oh yeah. I never I seen, seen Onward. I never watched brave. Okay, so, so I was like, you, you said, know what? Okay. If Soul is here, you know, let's just let's just watch all these. Are you gonna give? Are you gonna do them all? Because no, you should. I want, I want to hear your thoughts on all of them, honestly. Just it, like do a whole be, segment uh, yeah, of it'll be, it'll be a oh, of each one. No. Yeah, the ugly. The it's ugly, mainly the it's ugly. mainly a soul review. But uh, I found out me and Joey were talking before and we found that we actually had the same review. So yes, gonna yeah, I'm gonna co-op soul. soul here with. with uh, so I'll just start with with Soul real quick, and I heard they took some like pretty bizarre liberties. Liberties with what? Um, what do you mean? Like he was in heaven or something like that? Yeah. So yeah, we'll get. To, I'll it get was, to that at it least. Was, yeah, it was okay. I I saw it as like the whole idea was it's it's soul. Okay, so Pixar usually takes a culture and they explore that culture. And in this particular instance, they were exploring the black jazz culture mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. jazz scene. Yeah. Uh, black jazz scene, and um, they took it and said soul called it soul, and then also explored the concept of your soul after you die. Mm. Okay? Oh, almost like yeah. an, explains the heaven thing. Okay. Yeah. Right, almost like an inside-out type thing, what's going on in your head. It was very much in the vein of inside-out, yeah. Right, and mm-hmm. it's like going... And so here, my, my kind of overall thought was, you know, props for attempting it, guys. I mean, mm. really. You know, it, it's... Pixar to me, and this kind of goes on with all the rest of the stuff I just watched, kind of after Disney, you know, before pre-Disney, it was like... Toy Story was the is like the high water mark, if you will, and it seemed to hover around that high water mark pre Disney. Yeah, and then post Disney, the high water mark just got lower. Oh yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it just yeah, seemed like everything's before, yeah. trying to be, and so it seemed everything seems quick, fast, moving. Yeah. You don't like the editing, you story? Think? I, I don't know the pace. Yeah. The art quicker, is going, no, the art's art is a, we're quicker. The chokes are different. Yeah. Everything's moving quick. I'm like, why did I feel like watching Toy Story? I didn't feel rushed. Yeah, the pacing and, was amazing. And yeah. then why do I yeah. feel like when I watch all these? Onward, Brave. Onward was my favorite one. I like. Yeah, Onward was good actually. Yeah. Um, we enjoyed Onward. Right. I still we felt, saw that right before the pandemic things happened. Yeah, and, and I, I really felt good. like it was the least rushed, but I still felt like yeah. um, I felt kind of pressure to move forward in in like a weird way. And yeah. I felt like they're all like that. Post, the pacing was not as natural. Post Disney, yeah. which is yeah. kind of kind of funny and strange, but I felt Soul was no different. But I, I'll have to say the good things about it. I, I felt like it was. Um, um, a, a good attempt, like they're they're exploring this idea of a soul. Good idea, what you know, what what's your soul doing, and also delving into the black jazz scene. I thought 
cool, cool concept. Yeah. You know, bring me into that world. Yeah. And it's cultural appropriation because a bunch of white people put it together, which isn't allowed. Well, we, right. don't know that. Pixar, we don't know that. We don't know that. Pixar is probably very multicultural in who they hire. Even if you have one white guy, yeah, it's talking about <laughs> <laughs> According to them, yeah. if you have one white dude, even animating a black character, cultural appropriation. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's their rules. Yeah. So again, no, not that does that's not really a big point. But according to their own rules, this prob- movie probably shouldn't have happened. If anybody, if any white people, were they will definitely apologize for this in twenty years. Yeah, they might. They might get in trouble for mm-hmm. this later. Yeah, probably will. will. This will be shelved. Oh, they're already in um, trouble for it. Yep. Oh, they are. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they um, are. But so for different reasons. For different reasons. I appreciated the attempt. Yeah. I also appreciated the fact that there was no white people bashing. In in yeah. a culture in Hollywood right now that just does it every time that we're, so that we're used to it. Yeah, right. I was kind of looking for it, but I was trying not to. And I was like, when when are they going to hammer? And they actually kind of did the opposite when they have Tina Fey plays the other soul. Mm-hmm. That's kind of his companion. Mm-hmm. Long story short, she takes over his body. He went in his. They tried to get their souls back into their bodies. Mm-hmm. Her soul went into his body. Mm-hmm. His soul went into the cat's body. Okay. <laughs> and I right. thought it was funny. They did a good yeah. job with that. Yeah. The cat was funny with him being the cat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, she ends up kind of living his life in a different way. Yeah. And it's shown as a positive. Mm-hmm. This kind of quote unquote white person is in this black person's body and it's shown as a positive. And a couple writers <laughs> had a big problem with that. I know it's, it sounds weird, but. Uh, she was a positive influence in his life and made him see life differently. Well, he okay. also do, he's also a positive influence in her life. Correct. They both make each other see life Correct. differently. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and so I, I thought, I'm like, you know what? In a, in a culture right now that where you could get away with uh, with all this stuff, I appreciate the fact that they didn't even go down that route. Yeah. Yeah. And right. so that was that was something I liked about it. Yeah. Um, it had some weird thing. I don't know if it was kind of like a weird vibe for you, Joey, but he falls into a sewer and that's how he dies. Yeah. I just felt like I was like of all the ways to die. What is this? Well, three stories I, down or something. I like will that? say I actually will say I didn't have an issue. Well, that's actually a fair point. That's true. I don't know if you die if you fall in the sewer. That's a good point. I I think for me I think for me a, I think I think for me the execution was done well because yeah. basically in the trailer they the kind execution. of execution. Yeah. <laughs> in the trailer, oh, okay, in the trailer, in the trailer, um, he was executed well. Yeah. Um, in the trailer, <laughs> in the trailer. Yeah. In the trailer, you kind of already know going into the movie, if you've seen the trailer, that he's going to die, right? Right. So, but, and they kind of play with that concept because basically he gets his big break, right? His first big break after years of not getting it um, right. in the jazz scene. And he's like moving through New York City really uncautiously. And you're like just waiting for him to die. But they keep doing this stuff where it looks like he's about to die. And then he like misses it. So it was actually like really fun because then he like, you think he's like, you think he's out of it finally. And you're like, oh, okay, he's not going to die here. And then he goes down the well. So I actually thought yeah. the, I thought that was good, even though yeah. the well thing was kind of weird. It makes but sense. It makes sense from a standpoint of you want to make it a bizarre death because you're going to see a lot of little kids watching this movie yeah. and yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. want I, I anyone to watch this movie say oh that's how my dad died or yeah. you know mm, you don't yeah. want a common death you want yeah. an uncommon yeah. how do you, how that's, you that's a you good don't want point anyone that's to, very you don't want perceptive. anyone to relate to that say oh that's what yeah. my dad that's true yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. That's very just, yeah maybe that's why I felt weird I'm like that's different um, right but those are little subtle things overall I enjoyed it overall it was it was it kind of falls in that post Disney Pixar realm for me, kind of the same as uh, Brave, kind of the same as just yeah, it's pretty good. I enjoy it. It's you a feel good story. You think story. it's the same as Brave? Did you enjoy? I thought Brave? it was a little bit better, better than Brave. Oh, okay. uh, I I enjoyed Brave more than I thought I would, but okay. I still thought it was like yeah, okay, uh, recycled plot. At least uh, Brave was a recycled plot, right? Which yeah. is which is death in well, my mind for Pixar, but well, Soul was an original plot. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, Brave is technically once Pixar became Disney, their attempt at, at a Disney princess, right? 
Because that's like the only one they've done, right? Because isn't the yeah. main oh. character from Brave a yeah. Disney princess? She's right? actually so. Disney princess. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. So, um, Interesting point. Yeah, I mean, my so my thoughts on Soul were, I don't know. So, you know, we talked. I talked about this in the last episode about how if a movie takes me out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a big issue for me. So I would say that I would say that like I was really into the movie like initially, right? He starts at you know he starts out as a as a teacher um, in a city school. He's struggling to teach his kids to love music, right? There's some really good scenes involving that, mm-hmm. but he also has always aspired to be a professional jazz musician who does gigs and enjoys that. That's like what his whole life aspiration has been. He hasn't made it. He wants to, but he needs to make a living, right? And so finally, he gets like a break. They do this great thing. Um, the, a lot of the scenes are great, and I just like I was so into it, and then he dies. And then they yeah. go, and then my whole issue with the movie, I think, was was kind of focused on how they dealt with death after, like after, you know, like afterlife. He basically like ascends into like it's not heaven. That's the thing is that you know they don't want to offend anybody, the and they don't want to, and they don't want to, yeah, That's they don't want to offend, it. they don't yeah. want to offend anybody, and they also don't want to pre- give preferential treatment to any religious belief. And so it becomes this like existential plane of outer existence, right? And I mean, it was quirky and cute for the kids, but I just like I wasn't buying it. You weren't I was feeling like, it. Yeah. I was, it wasn't for me. I was just like, oh, this is such a this. I was like, this is such a mediocre way to handle this. Like, we mm. don't want to go into anything that already exists, and so therefore, it's just like we don't know what to do with this. So we're gonna yeah. do some quirky, weird stuff. Yeah. There were and a couple parts that were good, but just like I was like, yeah, I wasn't buying it. And then once they returned to planet Earth, and he goes into the cat. And then Tina Fey goes into that. Right. I thought it got better for me again. Yeah, I kind yeah. of was able to get back into it. Um, I honestly would have just enjoyed seeing the story progress if they cut out the part where he died and go from there. But um, I think a big thing for me too um, was just that uh, – oh, my gosh. Um, sorry. I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Uh, um, yeah, <laughs> okay. I apologize. Anyway, um, but, yeah, so that was kind of it for me. I just It, it really brought me out of the movie. Um, in a weird way, um, and it, I don't know. It just, where where it do you put me. it with like um, the other Pixar films, like post Disney? I'll say not. Well, I mean, I mean, with the other Pixar films, even I enjoyed it. Um, I was able to kind of get back into it, enjoy it, but yeah. I, it, I'd still. It's, if it was pitched to you in the Pixar room, would you be like, yeah, let's do it? Or be like, ah, oh, no, 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 no. I would say yes. Okay, you yeah. would. I would say I, I would also like, yeah the soul explore that yes, idea go but. yeah I would also say yes but I again yeah. it's just you know it's it's that kind of that quote there are no bad ideas there's only good or bad execution of, mm. of ideas right right um, and so it's it's the same thing to me I know I said execution again and smiling <laughs> but it's the same it's the same thing for me is I just think that the soul part of soul was executed so. Just like blamely, soullessly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Soullessly yeah. is a great oh. way to put it. Oh, yeah, wow. it's a great way to put it. Executed soullessly. It yeah. just, it just felt, it just felt so lame. It's such a lame duck attempt. Definitely does um, not come extremely good. No, it does not come <laughs> extremely good. I thought that the, I thought that the like protagonist or not the protagonist, the antagonists, right, were so lame too. They weren't really interesting. They were just yeah. weird uh, and kind of quirky. You didn't like Terry. Terry, I loved his accent. <laughs> um, he had like a, a Wait, New Zealand. He had like a New Zealand, New Zealand accent. accent. He's the he's the numbers that? guy. He's the numbers guy who was like. Dig, 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 dig. Was he goes I, to Planet Earth. I thought I I I didn't like him at all. No. Why? No, because I was like, this guy should be this guy should be funny. He should be a quirky, funny guy. That's why I'm like, why? I he's thought like he was. Mean. I like thought mean. he. I thought he was quirky, but he, was but he is. Yeah, he was. Weird. I was like, this guy shouldn't be mean. This is Pixar. This guy should be funny. Right. Yeah. I probably just enjoyed the accent. Yeah, that's true. I enjoyed the accent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will right. say, I will say the one thing, the one point, one of the major points of the movie, one of the major themes that I did enjoy was that they basically like point out that there is a big um, difference between like being passionate and being too enveloped, right? Right. And he, and I think that's really cool. Like they're like basically like you know life is not 
just your passion because that's basically what happens um, is that he he so yeah. puts he so puts all of his focus and attention and wants and desires into being a jazz musician that it's almost unfulfilling when he gets yeah. that right, right. Um, and 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 I think that's they do a lot of really greatness about like what 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 finding your passion is but also what living life is and that those two things are are separate but you can't like make one of them your idol mm. um, I thought that was a cool yeah. message I, I really appreciate that I yeah. yeah. I Last thing cool. I'm going to say, I thought the cleverest thing they did throughout the whole, because Pixar throws in clever things. Mm-hmm, they do. The cleverest thing I thought about the whole thing was that the very beginning, you know, when you do the Disney montage with the castle and you do When You Wish Upon a Star song? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. The most clever thing to me was they did it with a terrible middle school band. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. And that's the very, you know, and you see the thing and the trains coming, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And it's just to the background of this terrible. <laughs> <laughs> when you wish upon a star and he's trying to like teach him like yeah. I thought that was great uh, what yeah. a creative idea no that was they had a lot of like really cool little things that I yeah. enjoyed but it, to me they still it, you know it doesn't forgive certain yeah. other things so. me too yeah. um, and I don't know if we wanted to bring this up Athena briefly mentioned earlier the, about the controversy mm. of this movie yes. um, do you want to explain that just really quick sure uh, so I read an article, and the article was too much because all articles written about things people are offended by are too much right but it did make me think about this because it is it wasn't untrue, but basically they were talking about how every or at least the last few movies that have had black leads have them turn into a creature or uh, something that's not that person at some okay. point in the movie. Yeah. So like the princess and the frog turns into a frog pretty quick. Yeah. And then she's a frog for like most of the movie. Right. Okay. And then this movie we have him, it's starting as him and then pretty quick he falls in the hole and he becomes this blue weird creature. Well, it comes a blue real creature and then he and then the, and then the black person a becomes a cat and then it's a it's a white woman in a black person's body. Uh-huh. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, and there was a third Wait, movie. Is this, is it, uh, I can't remember what it was. One question here thing. Is it like what they do to black people in Hollywood or what they do to no. black people in like Well, the, the, I think the point that they were making was that there's a push, right, to be more diverse, right? I mean, this right. is this was kind of heralded as like Pixar's like first black lead. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that and that was a big a big thing for a lot of people. That was exciting to a lot of people. There there was that representation, and then they were like, oh, but actually Jamie Fox is really the cat, and it's really a white woman playing a black man for a long time, and then and or he's dead and Most he's a blue blob. Most of his blob. screen time is when it's not actually Jamie Fox. Yeah. Right. right. He, yeah. He plays Jamie so, yeah. Fox. The, yeah. He plays the character. Jamie Fox plays the character for. Let like, me tell you how much so many white people were offended by that. One eighth of the I, movie. Th- that did not even enter my brain at all. Well, I don't know that it would have entered ours either, but you I gotta mean, play by the rules. Like you gotta, you gotta actually, go I mean, way Athena, deep Athena, to the get article, something like that. Well, the article that Athena brought up didn't list a, I don't know if we remember them, but did list a bunch of it movies that have done that There's a lot more than Princess and the Frog in this movie. It's been a bunch of white people. White people everywhere were offended. Okay. I I mean I honestly I think it's not an invalid point. Yeah. I think if if well, we're looking at if we're looking at, you know, all the mo- all the Pixar movies and we're looking at like humans that turn into something else, I'm just saying like the person, I mean, it wasn't untrue what they were saying. They yeah. were they were giving the amount of screen time that this act this character actually had before they turned into a creature and it wasn't a lot. Yeah. Um so I mean the point is if the point is for Disney that they are representing other characters, like that they are trying to have representation for black people, that they're not really as much because they're turning them into something else. Yeah. So that was now, obvi- like I said, the article was way more than than I agreed with. It was it was very passionate, and I don't think it needed to be. Um, 
but I, so I it was, don't. It was over the top. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But they weren't wrong. But yeah, the I point mean, wasn't necessarily it's wrong. It's not like they were making it, it up. It was an interesting point to make. So yeah. That's all. Hmm. Anyway, that's the controversy that Disney wow. has gotten themselves in with this movie. Yep. Yeah. yeah it's just it's just them getting offended at, at silly things. That there's this big plot by white people to cancel out black people every time you make a movie, and that white well, people th- are implicit, and they don't even know it. So we have to tell it to them because for some reason those white people are different than us white people because we are able to get past the implicit bias and we're not there anymore. And it, it's, it's just, just, it's completely ridiculous. It's a self-defeating system. It's a whirlpool. And the, the, everyone doesn't realize, people don't realize that once you subscribe to politically correct politics, you will be canceled in 20 or 30 years for saying things. 20 or 30 years. That's way too long a timeline. Yeah. Sure. Five years, one Six year, months. you will be Six canceled. Months. Right? As soon, it's it's the same thing with the uh, Probably, gulag. Yeah. It's the same thing with the gulag archipelago, right? To to, to, to further yourself in the uh, the party, right? It was all about the party, right? In in communist Russia, it's all about the party. The party, you know, we put it above everything. To further yourself in the party, you had to turn in p- other people and to tell tattletale on them, right? And a common trope that you saw uh, in yes, the gulags, KGB, yeah, yeah right. Um, the, the, the gulag. Common, common thing you saw in the gulags was you would be sent there, and then a couple months later, you'd see the person who told them you'd be there too. Ah, right? yes. So as soon as you subscribed to the party, it was over for you. Right. It was done. It was just a matter of time before they picked you up too. And it's the same with political correctness. That's actually as soon a good, you, that's a good analogy. It, that's if really you good. make yourself like I'm a champion for political correctness, you will be viewed eventually as an enemy of political uh, J.K. Growling is a good example. There you go. She yep. was a champion, and yep. then they— Well, she's not progressive enough. She was progressive, and then we right. progressed they, past her. But yeah. look what she did for female <laughs> heroes, right? But that doesn't matter to them anymore. So they, right. they totally threw her under the bus. Look what she did for homosexuals by making—what's-his-face— uh, yeah, a homosexual double door, yeah. right? But it doesn't matter anymore. Now you're the enemy. So you, you, that, you know what? It doesn't matter. Well, I think as soon as you say I am a champion for political correctness, you're putting yourself in the limelight, and you will be canceled eventually uh, by the same people who praised you. Yeah. Well, okay. I will say that. I mean, I will say that I agree with that. I also say that. I mean, the th- I mean, the thing. I think the big issue is that like it never seems like enough. Right, and yeah. so because I mean, that, I mean, yeah. the biggest criticism. So when you when you mentioned J.K. Rowling making Dumbledore gay, she made Dumbledore gay after the fact. Right, it was yeah, after right. the seventh book was out. Mm-hmm. She was like, oh yeah, he's definitely gay. When right. somebody asked her, yeah, but it wasn't like cla- it wasn't like explicit. Know, it was, yeah, but it, right. Place. But then you know that's you know that's the point that people make is, and that's the thing is, it's never enough. Yeah, yeah. and that's and that's the issue is that yeah. is that you you know you 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 think that you or not think but like you champion for equality and then it comes a point where maybe you've reached that and then you just keep going for more and then it becomes an imbalance right and so it's just i don't know it's it's interesting i will say though it's that clown this world i will there. say though that this issue was so at least at least made a little bit more sense to me because what they're asking for um as representation in movies right and so then they're like well okay we're not really being represented even though they say they are yeah we and are. Here, here's the thing all you have to do is look at it through the woke eyes of uh, a college sophomore right so he doesn't, he doesn't change, all right? <laughs> so this time he doesn't change. Yeah. He stays himself the whole time. Look at all these other characters of Pixar. They changed. We're saying black people can't change? You're saying black people can't go, go overcome uh, with, go through transformations, huh? Wow. Uh, okay, that's so racist. You think that black people just stay black all the time. You, you identify them by their blackness. All you have to do, and, that, and that now you can cancel it, right? So it, it doesn't matter. It's completely irrelevant. Those people are so irrelevant. All you need to do is put on your woke glasses and 
and World anything you can, you can you can cancel anything for any reason. It's make it up. It's a circus. Just make it up as you go along. And they're, they're the same thing. They say, well, they changed them. Oh, it's just like these other films. Oh yeah. Well, if they kept them the same, then I can put on my woke glasses too. I can play that oh, game bro, too. I'm Look, going. they didn't change him. You saying black people can't change? I'm, wow, uh, you're I'm, such a racist. I'm going. Lose, to, lose. I'm going to Party City, and I'm getting I'm getting some glasses made that say yeah. that woke. are like that, and they say woke up top. That's a yeah. good idea. I'm getting you guys pairs of right. woke glasses. Woke my woke glasses. <laughs> devil's advocate, huh? I woke up. What do you mean, Brad? It just says I woke up. I woke like up. I'm now woke. I woke up. No, I, I, I was just gonna say, it's just gonna say woke. Yeah, oh, it's just gonna, gonna say woke. woke. Yeah. yeah, woke glasses. I like it. That's racist, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's Dove and it's Joey's review. Hat. They tag team Soul. Athena, what do you got for us this month? Okay, um, so I watched a movie called Beautiful Boy, um, which stars Steve Carell, yeah, uh, Maura Tierney, um, and Timothy Chalamet. Um, and basically what it's about is uh, Steve Carell is a divorced father. He and um, another woman had Timothy Chalamet. That's their first son. Then he, or then they get divorced, um, and he marries the other woman, and they have two more kids. So the age difference is pretty large between Timothy Chalamet and the two little kids, which I think explains a little bit about the story. Anyway... The story is basically how Timothy Chalamet grows up and becomes addicted to drugs. Um, and, I mean, it was really sad. I was crying, like, no. the whole way through. Yeah. It was a terrible movie, so don't watch it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it almost terrible feels like... Terrible as in content, not as in yes, terrible execution. quality. Yeah. Oh. Execution again. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, so I, I kind of watched it thinking about... You know how when you watch, like, a movie about a woman who's being abused and you think, just pack your stuff and get out? Yeah. And like how much harder it is to actually do that in yes. real life mm-hmm. than when you can you can just say that and not really know what it's like to be in a position where you have no money, you have no way to go, nowhere to go, that kind of thing. And I felt that way here, like like we almost see that and say, well, just do this or just do that. And Steve Carell did all of it. Mm-hmm. He did everything he possibly could, and it didn't matter. The the kid went back into those habits like he would go to rehab and then something would happen in his life and he'd fall back off again um and it was just i mean it was really sad and one of the worst parts is we all love the office um and the mom of timothy chalamet is holly so it was michael and holly and i just like had this thing in my mind where i was thinking like it's michael and holly in the real world they've had a kid and the kid like and, and they get divorced because the kid is addicted to drugs and it was yeah. I don't know I just like went there for some reason it was very <laughs> depressing because it's Michael and Holly and yeah um, but anyway so it was just it was very sad and and it felt like he just Steve Carell just didn't know what to do and he was so frustrated and at one point he was on the phone with Holly and he's like I I'm done I can't mm. there's nothing else I could I don't know what else to do. Isn't this a common story for people parents of drug drug addicted children like. The children just won't, they won't stop. And they keep on taking advantage of you and pretending or, you know, there's, you see the problem of there being legitimate repentance, but there's something else in their life that's controlling them that they are not even controlling themselves. And how do you combat that which you can't control? And, you know, I've seen, you know, I've been, I've talked to a lot of the guys from Teen Challenge out in um, Raresburg. And, uh, I've heard stories of people like this that just, you know, I, you know that the common relapse of somebody who's addicted to heroin, common common relapses in a lifetime. Like the, 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 the typical number of re- times you relapse, it's 11 times. That's the typical number. So as soon as you, you know, get off it, 
you know, the, officially you are expected to relapse seven times, 11 times throughout the rest of your life to go back to heroin before you like completely kick it. I mean, there's there's a point in the movie where Timothy Chalamet is doing really well. I can't remember his name. It might be Nick. Anyway, he's doing really well. He is living out with his mom in, I think, L.A. or something. And he's working with, uh, like, a Teen Challenge sort of, like, organization. Um, and then his dad says, do you want to come visit us and to see his younger half-brother and sister? And he says, okay. And he comes back, and his dad... Like he, oh yeah, he gets there and his dad says, I need you to pee in this cup for me mm. because he doesn't trust him. Yeah. And then that, honestly, that part spirals him back in again. Just like <sighs> nobody trusts me. Nobody understands what I go through. And now then I he need goes to back. To, I need yep, to escape. And he yeah. goes well, back. Yeah. I, I mean, Ugh. I also feel like, I also yeah. feel like I've read that like a big thing is a big thing for, um, I mean, I think a lot of people trying to rehabilitate from addiction is um, like hab- is habit and routine. Is like having something that like doesn't because there because when you throw yourself into unknowns there are things that can trigger you to want to go back and relapse yeah, yeah. and so that like mm-hmm. having that habit having that secure placement so um, yeah. I mean yeah so wow. that's sad that yeah, yeah. So, so it was it was, was it a, a good movie or it was well done okay. yeah. I mean it was a it was in my Just opinion a good representation what of what that would look difficult like. difficult to watch. I, but yeah, yeah hard yeah. to watch. Right. I, I I made the mistake of watching it by myself too. <laughs> of all the movies that I decided to watch by myself because Joey was at work and I just yeah. it was it was rough. Uh, so. I I have the question. I mean, I guess don't reveal too much in terms of spoilers. But um, I mean, does the movie at least have some kind of ending that makes you? I mean, even if it doesn't make you feel good, is it like? Um, Neutral? I don't know. Not neutral, I guess. Neutral, just, like satisfying? Yeah, some satisfying sort of satisfactory ending, ending even no. if like, okay. No. Oh, no. Oh, oh, wow. Wow. oh, gosh. Okay. Um, well, I guess I guess that would make sense to not have a satisfactory ending if, you know, I mean, if there are a lot of parents out there who don't have a satisfactory end to this, yeah. you know, this engagement it's with not their children. Like, like he does, it's not like he ODs or anything, but yeah, yeah. Right. but he, um, but it, it's not, it's yeah. not an ending that you feel hopeful. Yeah, mm-hmm. got it. Because, because you've seen him relapse so many times is, at yeah, this point. That but is, is that not the dr- world of drugs? It's hopeless. Yeah. It's a hopeless world. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It was very, it felt very accurate. Wow. So. Gotcha. One of the first, I feel like, serious movies that I've seen Steve Carell in that that I thought he did a, a really good job mm-hmm. representing what that would look yeah. like. Oh, so. man, I, that just yeah. sounds yeah. depressing. Yeah. 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 If you're not in a mood to be depressed, then don't watch it. Don't but. watch it, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So... Oh, okay. it. that's 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 the <laughs> finish review. I want to be depressed right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I knew that I had wanted to see. I kind of wanted to see it when it came out because I love Steve Carell and I would watch him in literally anything. Yeah. Um. But then since it. then, Timothy Chalamet has become popular, and so I thought I would watch them together. Yeah. And then and then they showed that Holly was the mom, and I lost it. So. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know about you, but uh, Steve Carell was in a movie with uh, what's what's the name of the girl who's becoming a man now. Trying to become a man. Ellen Page. Yeah, Ellen Page what's, what's, and Julian Moore. Elliot. 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 Ellen Page and Julian Moore. They were in a movie together, I think, and mm-hmm. like they played like some sort of like uh, like coal miners or something like that, and they wanted to have a relationship, but the bigoted town wouldn't let them, and then they brought in a, a Jewish, a gay, a homosexual Jewish lawyer, and that was Steve Carell, mm-hmm. and I was like, I saw the preview, and I was like. I want to forget that so fast. I, don't I, I, that. I want to get that as far out of my head. Anyway, speaking of Steve Carell, <laughs> what I'm going to I'm going to go off the reservation here for a little bit. Okay, usually we limit this to podcasts to movies, but in Tyrant. honor, uh, what's that? Tyrant. 
Tyrant, yes. <laughs> Tyrant is breaking his own tyrannical I, laws. I, I am. I am. <laughs> ready to be tarred and feathered. But in honor of The Office moving off of Netflix and onto that peacock thing. Um, poppycock. Yeah, the poppycock thing. I'm going to um, celebrate The Office. And I'm going to give you guys seven reasons why The Office is superior to Parks and Rec. Okay. All right. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to go through these. And uh, there's a couple of these. Most of these I'm going to die on this hill. <laughs> Some of them I'm, I'm open That's for That's a debate. good start. Yeah, yes. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm going to die. Did you say you were going to die on the hill with um, Army Hammer? As no, he said he wasn't willing to die on the hill. Was not willing to die on the Army Hammer's hill, but he'll die on the office. Hill. Will, it's I a will. good. It's a good. He'll yes, die and, on. and I think I'm among friends here. Yeah. Okay. So okay. when you said going back when you said Army Hammer about that, I was thinking like Guy Pierce Prometheus, like in my mind. Oh no 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 no! That's way too old. That's disgusting. Oh what what a joke. Anyway anyway so I'm going to preface this real quick. There's a little asterisk I want to put into this, mm-hmm. and that asterisk is Ron Swanson. That makes me think twice about some of these things I'm going to say here. Okay? He was because, great. Because he was just great. He <laughs> was incredible. Okay? So I, I, I factored him into the things that I'm saying, and I think they're still true, even though he fought me on many of these. <laughs> okay? First one. Number, first reason why Office is greater than Parks and Rec. Steve Carell. Does anyone want to argue with me about that? No. no. Steve Carell is like the Tony Stark of the comedy world like he's like the Robert Downey Jr. undisputed like you're the greatest like I often think about you know I want to do a list sometime where we think about who ruled the decade right who ruled the 2000s who ruled the Mm -hmm. 2010s right I think you can bring it down to one person and for the 2010s I'm going to put Robert Downey Jr. the 20 teens Robert Downey Jr. ruled from 2010 to 2019 would you make a split between television and movies that's a good question. I don't yeah. know yet. Okay. Because, okay. because yeah, this is a different category. Because, Sorry. Yeah, Robert because Carole. the reality is the who ruled the 2000s, if I was going to go with an actor from movies, I'd put Johnny Depp because of the Pirates uh, series, right? Okay. It, it could have been, been Ian McKellen. Oh, it could have been Ian McKellen, but they ruined The Hobbit. Um, but I'm going to put Johnny Depp who ruled the 2000s. But if, if not him, i put Steve Carell. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, Steve Carell makes more sense than Johnny Depp. So right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but it wasn't just parts of the Caribbean. Yeah, I mean, okay. Giant Depp was everywhere, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, Michael Scott is just an incredible character. Yes, he really yeah. is. A genius. And, yeah. and and it's a shame. They Those, created a character there that's just the, the well, I mean, they created a character for sure, and I'm sure yeah. I'm sure Steve yeah. Carell had a ton of I'm sure Steve Carell had a ton of outside input to that character, but like I mean, just from what I've heard and read too, he just I mean, I heard that he just embodied that character. It was just so natural. Well yeah. 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 Not only was he a genius on the set, he was a genius off the set. He was super professional. Everyone had like good things to say about yeah. him. Yeah, like, apparently he was always like the last one to break character and yeah. stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and 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 like people would gossip about other actors, he wouldn't partake, you know, stories like that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, they might be apocryphal, but I mean I I'm willing to believe it. I want to yeah. believe it, you know, because yeah. he's such a he's such a genius. Um, it, they uh, the Emmys ought to be ashamed of themselves. He never got an Emmy. Yeah, I know. He never. I honestly think. I honestly think that was the working of political correctness oh. because I think he represented a character who, even though he comes along, you know, comes a long way throughout the series, right. who ultimately kind of sexist, is deeply, racist. deeply politically incorrect. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Initially, and um, and yeah. even though they can never reward he, that. Even right. Yeah. Even though a lot of the office <laughs> yeah. is about showing that that political that political incorrectness is is an issue in the workplace. Um, he'd still they couldn't re- they couldn't reward that character. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's, um, and so they. They give it to Sheldon in right. in the Big Bang Theory. Well, and then he was, he was, he was 
was going against um, stinking Brian Cranston, too. Yeah. Oh, he was. But here's oh, where I'm going to put this all to rest. I'm well, no, no. He all. shouldn't have been going against Brian Cranston, I would feel like. Don't they separate comedy? Uh, comedy I think they separate uh, comedy uh, and, and drama. So, okay. But I know that I know that, um, I know that that multiple times, including the last one he was nominated for, um, they gave it to the they gave it to the guy from Big Bang Theory. So, so, yes. so with the Emmys, I saw this this clip the other day, um, and it was with two talk, like late night talk show hosts. I don't remember their names because I don't watch any of those, but um, but they were like the announcers, I guess, for part of the Emmys, and they had said that the Emmy went to Ricky Gervais for that year instead of Steve Carell. Okay, but they said Ricky Gervais wasn't there, so they they the video was them saying. Um, because Ricky Gervais isn't here, we've decided to just award this to our friend Steve Carell. And Steve Carell comes up on stage and is like going like this oh. and grabs the Emmy and like pretends to do a speech because they basically say that because Ricky isn't there that they're just going to give it to him instead. Right. It was really funny. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, but but the reason they should be ashamed of themselves and this this really those ivory tower critics they ought to be ashamed of themselves because America did not watch 57 million hours of Big Bang Theory last year. Okay. Big Bang Theory, moving on or off Netflix, is going to get a small, you know, though cultish following, being yeah, it has, complaining it has a about it. But, but this is a cultural phenomenon of, of The Office leaving Netflix. There has never been anything like this before, okay? It's, we watch 57 million hours of The Office, and they ought to be ashamed of themselves for giving it to that Sheldon nonsense over there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's number one, Steve Carell. Number two. And you talked about this, or you touched us on this already. Parks and Rec believed in political correctness, whereas the office made fun of it. Okay, that's why, at the end of the day, you know, you had Michael Scott who was making fun of where the politically correct machine was going, and it it was supposed to be stupid and ridiculous of where it was going. You know that scene where where he's like, uh, "Do you think it's um, uh, what, what's the name of uh, Nash um, from season three? What's his name?" Um, Martin Nash. Martin Nash. Thank uh, you, yeah, Brad. Right. Yeah. Martin Nash. And they're, and they're saying, who do you think was in prison? And they're going through. And then, and then uh. Kevin says, Martin. And he goes, oh, my word, you're such a racist. And he goes, why? Well, because you think he's black. Well, he is black. Right? See, that's funny back then. But that's how ridiculous the politically correct people have become right now. They would actually say something like that and think you're a racist for even suggesting that the person who was in prison was a black guy. And they will, you will get canceled for that. And I'm saying that the office is not aged well, politically correct speaking. And that's why it's better than Parks and Rec. Most of the Parks and Rec episodes, you can get away with today. Oh, yeah, no problem. Yeah, they're still politically correct. They but hold actually, well. a lot of stuff, because we, we just rewatched Parks yeah. and Rec recently. We watched The Office and then Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've watched The Office like wow. nine. I mean, just to, I mean, just to add to this list, I've watched The Office like nine times all the way through, and right. I've watched I'd Parks probably and Rec three. three but I, enjoy, I, love, I love Parks yeah. and Rec, but I actually think there's a lot of Parks and Rec episodes that I think that it was actually the big indicator for me. Was yeah. like how far, how far we've gone off yes. the map for political correctness yeah. in terms. Because so there were, because there were, there were Parks and Rec, epi- Parks and Rec episodes that I was like, I'm actually surprised. Like I think if somebody like to a far left dis- dissected this episode, they would yeah. they would trash this episode. But right. I feel like that, I, in my opinion, I think that happens way way less in Parks and Rec than yes. it does in the office. Oh yeah. sure, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But I, yeah. I mean, I would say I also, I think, I think I disagree with you, Luke. I mean, I think there are certain nuances, but I really do think that the show was dedicated to defending political correctness more than it was not doing that so i think it was like i think it was trying to i think it was trying to mock it like you know like mock the oh you have a you have 
a boss who's really politically incorrect, how horrible that is and stuff like that. And maybe it took on other things later on. But Right, but it made fun of where p- the politically correct machine was going. We're at that time now, and the people who are arrived here, they look back on it and say, that's not funny anymore. Whereas the rest of us who don't care about political correct, just still think it's hilarious. Yeah, and, that's and, true. And, and a lot of times, and this goes into number three, the fact that the, the Parks and Rec actually believed in politically correct nonsense made it preachy. It was a lot more preachy. Office was way less preachy, you know. Uh, at the end, you know, they had to. Yeah, uh, the, I agree. The office was way less, preachy, way less true. preachy, and 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 the you know, as much as they made fun and they and they were very politically correct, though unfair towards Angela. She was a Christian. She was a bigot. She was sleeping around. Oh, we can, that's okay to do the Christian character like that, right? But then you have Office uh, uh, Oscar over here. He's smart. He's intellectual. He's consistent, right? You know, hardly ever does anything wrong. He's very normal, right? And uh, so if you're switch those roles, I actually, don't, can't I actually make don't view those characters as being that way. I mean, I view Angela as being that way, but I would. I would yeah, but who's the voice of reason in the office all the time? Well, it's, uh, it's time. I guess it's Oscar, Oscar through a lot of the series, but I feel like at the end, they kind of bring those two yeah. characters loops around. Right. I mean, I feel like they kind of meet in the middle there where they're. Yeah, I but mean, by this time, Angela's lost all of her Christianity. It's gone. You know, well, so, sure. So it is. I mean, just, I mean, I think. So what, I, what I, I'm saying is you can't do the opposite. You can't make her the nice voice of reason and him the hypocrite. You can't do that. No, that's and fair. so that's so fair. while Office did that, they weren't as preachy about it as Parks and Rec. I mean, like a lot of times at the end of the Parks and Rec, you'd have a moral of the story. The moral of the story is let women work with men. The moral of the story okay, is this and that and that. You know, they would preach at you a lot more. The Office was just trying to be funny, man. Can we just be funny, please? Yeah. You know, and and the Parks and Rec would preach it. It would get it would get so annoying sometimes. Um, number four, I have here. I just put Creed. <laughs> there is nobody in Parks and Rec like Creed. Nobody. Nobody. Creed yeah. is so funny, and he's got like this <laughs> cult presence in that have been a number of cults, both as a leader and a follower. Yeah. You can't even talk about him without quoting him. He's I, so yeah. funny. I, I, will say, I will say I think the big thing, I think the big thing to this point is that like – is that he's right? Not only is there nobody like Creed, but like the, there's nobody even with a concept. I feel like Creed because Creed was really like almost like an inside joke character. Yes. Like if you watched a random episode of The Office and you saw a quote from Creed, you'd be like, "What's happening with this character?" <laughs> but like if, when you know The Office, you're like, "This is amazing." Yeah. It's like you're right. just excited to see the next Creed reel. And so, and I feel like they didn't have that in Parks and Rec. There was no just like underhanded kind of character that existed in the background. Yes. I think they tried to do it with Jerry for a while, and that's like a funny running gag, but it's not the same as Creed. No. Yeah. So, yeah. No, it's not. There's saw, nobody like Creed. I saw the clip the other day of Toby teaching uh, self-defense yeah. where he says, strike, scream, run. Yes. And then Creed comes up and whacks <laughs> Meredith yes. on the back there yeah. and screams and runs away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Creed. There's nobody like Creed. Yeah. What does he say? What they can't say? touch Creed. <laughs> Today's Halloween? Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> that is very convenient. Oh, yeah, that's very convenient. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's very good time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <a> very good time. <laughs> <laughs> It's like actual blood splatter. Yeah, yeah. It's like right. blood splatter. <laughs> um, oh man. Okay, number, number five. This one is going to get me a lot of enemies. Okay, mm. number five. This one's going to get me a lot of enemies, but I'm going to say it. Here we go. The main characters of Parks and Rec are inferior to the subcast of The Office. I'm going to put the subcast of The Office up against the main characters of Parks and Rec, and I'm talking about Creed. I'm talking about Kevin, um, Angela. And uh, you mean Meredith, every, everybody not Stanley, Dwight, not Michael, Dwight, not Jim, Jim not Pam, Pam not, not Michael, not Andy. I'll put Andy, Andy. And, I'll, and and for some bizarre reason, I'm going to throw Ryan in there, okay? Because they put him a lot on the covers that aren't didn't really work out very well. But the subcast 
of The Office is better than the main cast. Even with Ron Swanson. Even with Ron Swanson. Mm-hmm. I, I don't agree with that at all. Um, um, yeah. I don't agree. I don't agree with that I'm at all. Put him up against. I that. didn't see. I didn't see Parks and Rec. I didn't yeah. watch all of it. But I don't agree with that at all. I also think. I also think one big difference, and this is, I think, this is based on taste, is that I really do think that because Parks and Rec tries to be the office in the first season yes, and that season is is a disaster mm-hmm. um and then like and then from there they pivot right they brought in another writer to help greg daniels and they pivot and i really do think that parks and rec goes for like the friends feel um even though it's got the parks even though it's got the office set up and i think that's a big distinguishment is the characters in the office are much more realistic the characters in parks and rec are almost caricatures yes um they're that they're very lovable point, char- number six the office is more relatable slash realistic whereas the parks and rec yeah. went for caricatures yeah. the office right. went for characters. they're caricatures yes. but they're right. i think they're in a lot of ways they're very lovable and so i really think it is a matter of preference would you rather like funny lovable scenarios or would you rather the kind of like just like crazy comedy antics right. of the office that's i think that's right. preference more than yeah. it is like superiority Mm-hmm. But for oh, that man, reason, I'm gonna say it's superior. Don't like the office. Huh? And for that reason, that's why people don't like the office. Yeah, there's a lot of it's people who don't like the office. Yeah. It's too, it's wow. too realistic. Yeah, and they need to be admitted to an insane asylum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> number seven. Okay, so you just did number six, which was the point yeah, that I just made. Sorry, point, I didn't point, mean to cut The point off. that you made, yes. And I think that's why <laughs> the office is Or did superior. I? <laughs> number seven. I put Bill Butlicker. <laughs> <laughs> that scene... <laughs> Is the greatest scene in the office, the entire office. If you were to, I think if you were to condense the office <laughs> down good. to one scene that best represents the comedy that they did, it was that scene. I, uh, I get that. I, I, that? You'd agree with that? Okay. I, get that. I feel like I would be stuck between. Maybe for different reasons. Maybe if you're trying, maybe you're trying to nuance like two different parts of, of the office. But I feel like it'd be stuck between that scene and the scene with um, the CPR scene. Yep. yep. I feel uh, like the CPR scene good, is such a also, great, but a you great don't get nuance. Jim in that scene. You don't get you don't That's get the true. prank well, sort of yeah, thing right. between. Well, right. You don't get the right. prank the, thing, the, which the, is the, which is a key element. But the, I oh just yeah. the, just the you didn't have Jim's looking. However, however, that's true. I think I think if you ask what's the funniest scene or the best scene in all the office, I think most people would pick. Fire drill as the funniest and best scene. Fire, <sighs> fire. Well, I, I see. Well, I, see. I'm getting philosophical about this. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not really looking at it like w- which one you know would yeah, get yeah. the most likes if you were to yeah. share it on Facebook. You're looking for the one that encompasses the whole. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Right. Yes. The, the, yeah. If you boiled it down, if, if yes. you boiled the office if that's down the to one scene, the fire scene, drill wasn't right. it. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> Although there were elements in there, I don't want to knock that one. <laughs> Definitely top three, yeah, right? That, was very that scene, the CPR scene, and, and the Bill Butler. But if you just look at the, I, see, I, I think the 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 CPR scene was was well done, but I don't think it was genius. See, okay, the Bill Butler scene is genius. Here, here's the thing. It here's what I would argue. Genius. Here's what I would argue is that I think the Bill Butler scene. I mean, I love it. I'm I'm not contesting that at all. But I think that that is more. It is almost more like it. it it dilutes the comedy aspect of the office and how great it gets, but it, it I feel like it's less realistic. Like I could like I just oh that scene where like she's like, Okay, you do it to the the heartbeat of staying alive and then he just starts like singing yeah, the song gets up there and starts it. dancing. That would never happen. That's not realistic, you know. What I mean? uh, I that's know. The, that's I, the thing that kept me from viewing it because when she started dancing, I was like I was like, what? You know, you know I mean, it's still hilarious, but I, I think the yeah, Bill yeah. Butler scene, because they, they spent the, all those seasons building up, selling you that that could actually happen with Dwight. And right, with, but with, you're talking about one scene Michael. that's like if it's going to epitomize The Office, I think that the, I still think that the um, 
the heartbeat scene or the uh, CPR scene is much more like this is like what they were going for in terms of like the uh, in the office workspace um, comedy as opposed to just like the comedy of because you have to watch a whole bunch of seasons in order to get the get to the butt liquor thing and be like oh that, that's why this is so funny right so there's more build up I disagree with you I think I okay. think the butt liquor scene is is it I think it shows you hmm. uh, it shows you it encapsulates who Michael yes. is who Jim is and yes. who Dwight is yeah. and and all of their relationships yes the Dwight and Michael relationship the Michael and Jim and the Jim and Dwight yeah that's I very think it's like th- a, thank a, you yes good representation the edifice of the upon which the comedy of that series is built is built on those yep. three people and this, and, and this is very. It, this is not going to happen very often, but this is when I agree with Luke and not you. <laughs> Just a quick note. Uh, Brad. I need. I need some backup here. I can't. Um, t- I, I mean, can't tell what you think. I mean, like honestly, like for me, the CPR scene. I can't, I can't get. I, obviously, Bill Butler scene. I can't get tired of it. I can watch it ten times a day, and it's hilarious every time. Yep. The thing is, you can. You kind of have the same thing with the CPR scene. The thing with Jim. Okay, Jim. Yo, he, he, how's that going to help you? I will divide, then count to it. And, and then Jim just goes, like, or whatever he does. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. It's, it, like, you know, and, and Michael, like, the, it's, the show is kind of about Michael. Mostly about Michael, It right? is mostly about it Michael. It is mostly about Michael. You have tons right. of Michael in that scene. You have tons of Dwight in that scene. And then you have all, you have pretty much the subcast in that scene all doing their thing. It's true. You have Creed in there. You've cre- you know, you mean, like, like, yeah, yeah, he has you have no Andy. wall and I checked. You have, like, <laughs> you have, yeah, you have, you have, you have Andy too. Kelly, yeah. and it's, you Dude, have they, all the subcasts. They had that scene. scene on again. And this is what I would say. If, if they're like, show me, a, show me a scene from the office. Like, like, I don't know if I like the Explain the office in a scene. Right. Or, or, or I don't, I don't like the office. I'm like, here's a CPR scene and you're going to watch it now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay. I was, I was sure to sh- show that, you know, that one of the, than, the, than the boot. They, they've been movie. showing that scene as a promotion for it being on Peacock. So mm, it pumps up, yeah. comes up on your Facebook feed. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I'm just I, like, I, I'm I just saying, I'm watching, I'm just, I am just laughing so hard right from the beginning. But the, one of the funniest parts that I never noticed was Rose, the girl in there. And she's like, this is getting out of hand. I'm treating this serious, right? And put Ju- Dwight jumps up. <laughs> yeah. He goes, okay, it's dead. What do we do now? Rose? And she goes, I have no idea. Have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's like yeah, yeah. okay, I give up. Might yeah. as well join them yeah, type of right. thing. Right. That was so funny. Right. I was just right. laughing See, so hard. I, I think that, that scene is well written, but I don't think it's genius is what I'm saying. I right. think the Bill Butler mm-hmm. scene is genius. Never seen anything like it. I think that's a, right. that scene yeah, you're right. The, is, the writing is among, is different, is among yeah. a comedy defining generation, generational scene, like cowbell. Like I need more cowbell. Like I think that's how important that scene is. Okay. Anyway, your contribution is noted. Yeah. All right. I, I'm not convinced. <laughs> not convinced. Um, next, yeah. I have. Uh, uh, sorry, I had eight reasons. I lied. Huh. Liar. <laughs> what, what's the lying? lying uh, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm going to I'm going to boil it down to this, and I'm going to explain it later. But the crux of the argument is nobody cares about Anne. Nobody cares about Anne. Oh, she just me. She she's she's okay, right? But her arc is like, what is she doing here? Half the yeah, time, I I'm mean, just like, what is she doing yeah, here? Her, the, the relationship yeah. between Jim and yeah. Pam. No, I agree. Was her her, great arc, foundation. her arc is very messy. And Anne in that move in that series is just like, eh, if she went away, I wouldn't care. You know what I mean? Like, you take away Jim or you take away Pam, I'm like, no, 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 no this, everything's ruined, right? But 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 Anne, unfortunately, I'm not saying she's a bad actress. Karen in the office was better than Anne. 
in mm. uh, oh, in terms Parks of comedy factor for sure. Yeah, just just sure. a story arc, everything, sure. presence. Uh, you know, yeah. I think it was better. I'm not saying she's a bad actress, but I'm saying that the writing around her and that hurt the series to me. That big time hurt the series. The the, the first love interest, he goes away after the first season. You know, that was a legitimate love set. That wasn't Roy. Yeah, that wasn't uh, Roy. Uh, Brandanowitz goes after the goes away after the second season, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Second yeah. season. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. End of second Thank season. Thank you. Yep. Okay. And uh, check. I, I have it here written down so that these three remain community parks and rec and the office but the greatest of these is the office <laughs> there you go it's never something i feel like yeah I'm i mean dispute. I'm, yeah. yeah i mean yeah. i i also there are, agree I'm there's a gonna. lot of parks and rec and community that i love very much but yeah. mm-hmm. if you ever tell me if you ever ask me which one do you want to watch yeah. I'm yeah. always going to yeah. say The Office. 57 the office million sure. hours of The Office. I didn't look up the numbers for the other ones, but I s- assure you that they don't even come. Well, I don't know. Maybe they do come close, but I would be very surprised if they what, came close. Is that close for the year? For the year. 57 the million I thought it was like, there's there's some dummy number of, for just December. Last year. Just December, there's oh, like wow. some <laughs> dummy number of millions. <laughs> because everyone was getting it in. Yeah, yeah. That's um, insane. Yeah, and actually, I've heard that I've heard that people are really so Peacock is basically relying on the office to bring subscribers. Yes. but I've actually heard that Peacock is uh, that their their reliance on that because I don't know if you guys know the system right now. You can watch Peacock. You can watch the office on Peacock for free the first two seasons. You can get a five dollar a month subscription that allows you to watch the office with advertisements in the middle, um, or you can get a ten dollar subscription that allows you to watch the office with less advertisements in the middle there is no option wow. with which you can watch the office without advertisements oh at all. my god and people are like so i can pay ten dollars a month and pay 120 dollars for a year or i can go and find all all nine seasons of the office for 60 dollars we'll in do. dvd that's what we're gonna do probably yeah, yeah. so wow. also after they start also after they started axing scenes based on um based mm-hmm. on the blackface thing i was like okay i guess we're gonna go out and buy a bunch of our favorite shows yeah the uh the so. uh the voodoo the microsoft app voodoo has the entire season for sale for 30 bucks entire really? series for 30 what's yeah. a download yeah, that's download. a digital. That's a digital. Yeah, I, want, I want physical copies so no one can ever take it away from me. Yeah, I know, but I've, I've, heard, <laughs> I've, I've heard people saying, okay, we got the, I got the physical copy, but I'm getting really annoyed getting up and changing because it goes through them so quickly. So I don't know. First world problems. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, I would rather stream it yeah. myself. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, no, I but definitely but think the, stream, I definitely it, think the streaming it. is better, but you could also just rip it off of the DVD and then put it on anything. That's true, yeah. So right. I guess that's a little bit more work. There are options. There, yeah. are, there <laughs> are many options. Yeah. I mean, or again, you if it's you said $30 on Voodoo? Yes, 30 So bucks. you could buy a $60 DVD set, $30 Voodoo set, you still save $30 on one <laughs> right. year of right. it uh, right. on Peacock. Right. So right. if you want less advertisements. Yeah, Poppy so, Yeah. All right, Pretty folks, insane. thanks, everybody, for listening. This was The Good and the Bad and the Ugly. The next... Uh, next episode, we will be doing uh, Tenet. Tenet. Joey has written a review. We will hear and we will talk about that. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time.